I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 90, I talked to Brian and Abby Mackey, mission team leaders to Flagstaff, Arizona. They're gathering and leading a team this summer and will have their first official service in September. In this episode, they share their background and how God guided them to Flagstaff, their vision for the the future of the church, the plan for getting the church off the ground, and advice for those interested in joining the team. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, to make this life count, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Today on my program, I've got Brian and Abby Mackey, who recently moved to Tucson from Spokane, Washington, and now they're here in Tucson preparing to go on a mission team to Flagstaff, Arizona. And I am so happy because... About a year ago, I got a uh, a call from Forrest Purcell in Phoenix and then also uh, Al Baird in Phoenix, and they asked me if I would put together a team for the Flagstaff um, planting. And there are about 12 disciples up there already, and they've been there since the 90s, and yet the church has just, just hung on for a long time without full-time leadership. And so as I started praying about it, I really prayed that we could find a young couple in their 20s that could start really inspire the kingdom in terms of sending out younger people to do the work of ministry similar to what I saw back in the 90s when when I was sent out as a 25 year old to plant my first planting in Portland Oregon and so after a lot of great interviews with some amazing people and qualified candidates um, Brian and Abby appeared on the scene, and we interviewed them and selected them along with Forrest and Ken Burford up in Flagstaff. So, Brian and Abby, welcome to the program. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy. Now, Abby, you're 26. Brian, you're 28, right? No kid, yeah. no kids that you know of? No. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you guys have been married a year now, is that right? Yes, yeah. one okay. year right before the pandemic hit. Okay, that's is a lot of exciting stuff that's happening in your life these days. Can you share with us how you how did you guys become Christians? Yeah, of course. I grew up in our family of churches. My dad was converted in Nashville, and my mom up in Boston. And my mom traveled down to Nashville to help with the reconstruction of the church, and they met. Uh, so I grew up going to church all the time. I tell people it felt like four or five times a week, uh, though it was probably only two or three. Uh, but just as a kid, you just feel like, ah, going to church again. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, did that for my whole life growing up, high school. Uh, and then after graduating high school, uh, it came to a point where I got asked the question, like, what are you going to do in college? What's your next step? 
Are you going to continue to go to church or are you going to go live your own life? And along with that came this idea of, well, why do people go to church? And it's really to change, to grow. Uh, and so ultimately, if that's the goal of church is to grow, especially in your relationship with God, and I've been going for 18 years and not growing, it was kind of like, what's the point? Why have you been doing this? Uh, and so if you want to continue to go to church, you need to change that mentality. You've got to decide to actually change your life. And so that's when I decided, all right, I'm going to really study the Bible. Uh, and so I got together with actually our college minister and a couple of the college students every day for eight days and then got baptized that day on that eighth day. And uh, about a month later, I went off to college. Uh, so I moved cities and got accustomed to a whole new ministry. Uh, and so that was awesome. Awesome. How about that was you? Back 2010. That was 2010. Okay, great. How about you, Abby? Yeah. Um, so I did not grow up in our family of churches. Um, and But as I grew up, I always had a strong sense that there was a God. Um, just didn't really know what that meant for me, um, really what that meant for my life. Um, but in high school, there was a series of deaths in my high school of fellow classmates, people that I knew. Um, and so for me in high school, I that was something that like death was very prevalent. Like, okay, this is, this could happen mm -hmm. at any point. Um, and there was one in particular was a, a young woman who was awesome. Like some of these deaths had to do with choices. Some were medical conditions that they had known about, but this was just a completely random event. Mm -hmm. um, and she had everything going for her. She was incredibly talented, incredibly social, had the best of grades. And when she passed, she had a really big effect on our community. And I looked at her life and I was kind of one of those people that was on the outside. Like I wasn't an immediate friend, but had friends of friends and saw the impact that her life had had. Um, and I think for me, that really started to change my mentality of, okay, I want my life to have an impact past my being here. Mm -hmm. And if I were to go at this moment, would I have left something behind that was worth leaving behind. Mm -hmm. um, and so going into college, those thoughts were kind of tossing around in my brain, not necessarily thinking of God, but just of an impact. Um, and as I got into college, I had a really rough transition into college. Um, I almost walked away after the first semester, just not feeling like I fit in, um, had a really hard time making friends. And I remember praying this prayer. I was like, okay, God. <laughs> and at this point I'd started reading the Bible. I was like, God, please show me, like, I want to understand why, like, mm -hmm. why I'm here. I want to understand you. I want to understand why your son went to the cross for me. Um, and I actually got reached out to um, around that time by one of my high school friends. And so I started studying the Bible that following summer after my freshman year. And I got all of those questions answered. <laughs> I was just so mm -hmm. thirsting after it. Um, and I really began to see what my purpose was, and that was to love God and then to help others in doing that, that same thing. And so I felt so excited. I think I was terrified at my baptism because <laughs> I knew that it meant giving up control of the rest of my life. But I think there was also this like relief that came with it. Um, so yeah, that was back 
I got baptized back in August of 2013. And then a week later, I was baptized down in San Diego. And then I went back up to the IE for school, um, the Inland Empire. And so I was up there um, for the rest of my schooling and a little past that. So that's great. Congratulations. Now, how did you guys, how did your paths cross? How'd you guys end up together? Okay. I, uh, I had spent some time in Nashville after college and then moved up to Spokane, Washington to lead our campus ministry up there. Uh, and about a, I guess a half year into that, Abby actually moved to Pullman, Washington on a one-year challenge. Uh, and so she had moved up there and a couple, even just a, maybe a couple of weeks into it. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls in my ministry was having a birthday party. Uh, and had invited a student in Abby's ministry to come. And I had uh, a car. Abby had so the car. <laughs> so she was the chauffeur. And uh, and so we met at that birthday party and then uh, just at different other combined ministry events or staff retreats. Uh, and so that we built a friendship through that probably mm -hmm. for the next year. And then I finally took her on a date uh, you know, eight months, eight months into our friendship. <laughs> what was it about Abby that attracted you to her? Ooh, I'd say her, her focus on God, uh, her focus and her, uh, her desire to just serve God. I think that is, uh, the biggest thing that really brought me to, to dating her uh, is I knew that she would be the one to always point me back onto the right path. That's awesome. How about you, Abby? Um, well, in our first conversation, I think he was somebody who could make me laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were just immediately like picking on each other, which is kind of our love language in a sense. Um, but I think as I got to know him and what made me want to date him was just his focus and his drive. Like I could tell that he was just a determined individual. And I find that just very attractive that he had his mind set on things and he would work as hard as he needed to, to be able to make those things happen. What, what made you guys think about leading the Flagstaff planting? Explain the process. Yeah, this is actually a, a great and funny story. Uh, about, I don't know, six, maybe six months ago, Five months ago, uh, we were trying to think of, you know, what would be inspiring, something inspiring for us, you know, what would help our faith. Uh, and so we were like, you know, maybe during the summer, this following summer of 2021, we could go and, uh, and get inspired by something. We didn't know what that would be, uh, whether that would be just going to visit another ministry and then we actually started listening to your podcast during the, the uh, during quarantine, and we kept hearing about the Flagstaff uh, mission team, and and ultimately, Flagstaff ultimately became a joke. Of, you know, let's maybe we go to Flagstaff for a week or a month, <laughs> uh, just so that we could be inspired of God doing great things. Uh, we joked about just buying a camper van for the summer, living in it. And so that's... Little did we know that God was listening to this. Yeah. Like, well, we have plans for you. That's where we started. And then at the beginning of this year, we were just looking for the next step in, in, in our life. Uh, 
from ministry and uh, just in life in general. And so we were reaching out to friends. We actually gave Forrest a call in Phoenix. And he said, you got to reach out to Rob. And I talk about Flagstaff. And, uh, and that's really what uh, led us to, to hearing this as an opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, we didn't even think remotely like, oh, leading a church planting would be something that we would do at least for maybe another 10 years, <laughs> you know? And so that's really what got us thinking about it is uh, having some friends say, you should really check this out. I think this would be a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you guys could, you know, it was just ultimately a, a lot of faith and encouragement given to us and uh, not just respect, uh, but confidence in us to be able to do something like this, even as you mentioned, just being in our mid twenties. That's great. And I think I was even hearing about it from you, just the fact that there was this church planting happening. I was fired up that this was happening, not knowing that we would be a part of it. (laughs) Um, And so I think I had been on a church, like I had moved into a church planting um, back a couple years ago and just seeing the miracles that had happened and just thinking about, wow, that's going to happen in another place, in another city. And so I was pretty excited about it. Um, and then the fact that we get to join on it is yeah. also pretty exciting. That's great. That's great. What's like, if you had to describe why you want to go there, what what's driving you guys? Yeah, I think first off, God has just made it clear that this is where he wants us. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and maybe Abby can, can share more about that. And just, I think, honestly, so many friends saying, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the other thing I'll say is, Rob, it's your vision. Uh, your vision of planting 10 churches in the next 10 years. Uh, that has inspired me so much. Uh, just the idea of all right, well, what will need to happen for that to take place. And it's going to take a lot, of course, but that includes a lot of people, a lot of young millennials and, and then the, the, just the youth to really step up and, and choose to, to, you know, I, I, we can take on this responsibility, right? We can have this and, uh, and do, do a great job at it as well. Uh, and so that is probably something that has really inspired me uh, is just that vision of, all right, hey, 10 churches in the next 10 years, like just being a part of that as well will be such an amazing uh, story and uh, an experience mm-hmm. along with, you know, just being able to do that with you guys and with God mm-hmm. and whoever else is, is with us. It's exciting. Yeah. And I think for me, it was also just the fact that like being, being in Flagstaff, if you guys haven't been in flag, been to Flagstaff, it's an incredibly cool town. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see the mountains, you can, and then if you turn away from the mountains, you can kind of just see for miles, it feels like with the trees. And then you leave Flagstaff and you're in the desert almost (laughs) immediately. And so it's just kind of a cool like space and area to be. And I think I find a lot of connection with God through nature. And so mm-hmm. being there, I felt really connected, but then meeting the people that are there, they're just such faithful disciples. Like mm-hmm. there's 
12, 14 of them now. And um, just them meeting together without like a lot of technology or just, just being so faithful, I think really fired, fired me up. And then looking around at the town and being like, okay, there's so much work to be done mm-hmm. um, here and thinking about all the different lives that could be transformed and mm-hmm. that God will move through. Um, I think really excites me <laughs> and I think it excites both of us oh, yeah. um, and then just thinking about the relationships that we're going to have there because I think about different relationships I've had and when we're really in the thick of it together right. <laughs> faith-wise those are some of the strongest um, bonds that I have with people so I think as we visited Flagstaff we felt at home hmm. there. Brian did you feel the same way what, what was your impression of the city and the church? Yeah, the city is awesome. Uh, I would describe it as like an adventure town. And that is right up our alley. Like, I mean, I love to adventure. And we're, we're so excited to, to be a part of that. Uh, and everyone was just out and about in the town and like the historical part of downtown when we went there. And it was just such a great culture of just people there who are uh, excited to be there Uh, and and everyone was going about their day and it was just fun Uh, and again the adventure uh, the different uh, mountains or the Grand Canyon so nearby uh, it's just going to be a blast to live there and think about all the trips and adventures we get to take, whether that's <laughs> camping or uh, stargazing. I know that's a big thing Abby's excited to do. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. And the church there is really awesome. We've been able to connect with the uh, the, the now 14 disciples living in Flagstaff. And uh, it's been uh, just such an encouragement to connect with them. We even got to stay at one of their house uh, just two weeks ago. Uh, and we spent the, the whole day with them, just hanging out, talking late at night. Uh, and it was just great to connect and hear that everybody is so on board mm. with planting this church mm-hmm. and having something established and great in Flagstaff. And that is, you know, that was one of my big questions is, is everybody excited for this? Is right. everybody ready for this? Right. And everybody we've asked, everybody we've talked to, is totally on board. Like when you think about the challenge of doing something you've never done before, and now you've been a part of a mission planting, Abby, but you haven't led one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've taken a little bit of time off in between, you know, coming here and be- when you left Spokane. What do you feel like you're going to need to grow in to lead this planting? So much. Uh, there's going to be a lot as you said we have never done this never led a church we've led a college ministry and a young professionals ministry Uh, so I think that step of responsibility you know there's so much growth needed in that Uh, I think uh, one of the big things I've learned in my time in ministry is uh, how to manage your time Early on, when, when you start off as a campus minister, it's, hey, just go on campus, mm-hmm. share your faith 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You're just on campus. Right. And you don't necessarily have side responsibilities. Uh, and I, I think 
one of the things I am really excited to make sure I'm uh, focused on it is, is not losing that aspect when I have other responsibilities on my plate. Like I still want to be out sharing my faith as much as possible. And, and I think that is something that I'll have to continue to learn how to do. How do you manage that time? How do you make a balance of doing some of the uh, responsibilities of a church leader when still having the evangelistic focus? Right. Um, and so that's uh, number one for me of how, uh, something I can continue to grow in. Uh, I'm really excited to continue to grow in learning how to preach better. Uh, getting the, just so much repetition uh, will be great for me and for my uh, growth in that. Um, but I could probably keep going on and sure, on here. Sure. Abby, Abby answer as well. Yeah. Um, there's just, again, I feel like you asked that question. There's just a ticker tape of things that I have <laughs> lined up in my head. Um, but I think for me, it's just going to be a continual growth of humility, a continual growth of listening. Um, because I've found that those two things, when those are going well in my life, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things are going well and when they're not. Um, and I think especially just as a leader, I've seen in other leaders, the value of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even we were talking with you and Pam of the power of imitation and really learning how to imitate great leaders. And I think you and Pam are great leaders, um, especially in those areas of humility and listening. And so I think for me, just continually finding ways in which my pride can come out, whether that's insecurities, whether that's um, thinking I'm right in a certain way or (laughs) whatever that may be. But I think really fighting my pride to be able to imitate you guys as well and hopefully be able to just continue to grow and be the leader that God wants me to be um, in Flagstaff. So. Yeah. What's what's your vision for the church? If we could just jump in a time machine and go five years down the down the road to spring of 2026, how would you describe the church that you've built? Oh, uh, I would hope, and prayerfully, this is the case: a just a young, energetic church that is still. Uh, extremely outward focus. Uh, I think those are, are, are kind of the, the dream and the vision that, that I have of, and, and that excites me. Like that's a church that I want to be a part of. And I think that is, is something that we're looking for. It's like, we want to build a church that we want to be a part of, right? That we want to invite our friends to. Uh, I think that is uh, important. Now, how that's going to happen is, you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of family building and hospitality and prayer, uh, prayer of course. <laughs> but uh, I think that would be uh, the thought that I have is I want to have a church that I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby, you want to share? Yeah. And I think kind of going off of that outward focus is being known in the community of Flagstaff for our service and like the love of the community. Um, Just, oh yeah, like, oh, they're that church that does this and this on the weekends. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, I've heard of them before. And so just being able to also be known for our service. Um, And then I think kind of on on the other side of it, just being a big family 
um, if that makes sense. And having those, those deep connections, those deep relationships. Um, I think just even coming out of COVID, that's something that we're all just thirsting for, like the in-person face-to-face depth of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just being a huge part of our church um, in five years and hopefully even sooner. Right, right. So can you describe the timeline and the plan for getting the church off the ground? Um, like what's, you know, tell me what's good, what's got to happen here in the next six months. What's, what's your plan? Yeah. Uh, so Abby and I are in Tucson right now, and we're going to be here for two months, spending a lot of time with you and your wife. And uh, we are so excited for that. I think it's going to be filled with uh, just relationship building uh, and, uh, but also getting the groundwork, getting the backside of the church ready to go. Uh, you know, whether that is the website, social media, uh, and, and just different things like that, getting all of our materials ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then the plan is to, to move there in June. Uh, Abby and I along, I think hopefully you and your wife get to join us for a month as well. Right. Uh, that'll be so exciting. Uh, so we'll be up there in June. And uh, we'll connect with those who are already there, but also others will start moving into town. Uh, And so uh, in June and July, hopefully everyone has gotten the chance to move there. And we're just going to have a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. build a lot of family, connect together. And of course, start uh, serving the community, reaching out, engaging uh, in Flagstaff. And so from there, we will uh, have just a a big kickoff service, probably in August or September, uh, just to really kick off uh, our church, like an inaugural service. Mm -hmm. And the hope is to have just a a large group up there so that we can get even just a great vision of of where this church could be one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that'll happen. And then it's continued a time to uh, just hit the ground, Mm -hmm. to continue to engage in the community continue to reach out and hopefully we can see this church uh, grow in great ways. And I think the largest that group in Flagstaff has ever gotten to is uh, 30 or 36. And uh, so hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to go past that quickly and then eventually get to 50 or 75. And we're so excited just to see what God is going to do. Yeah. What would you say to a person who's interested in joining the team? Maybe they're listening like, whoa, okay, I'm interested, but scared at the same time. What, what, would, you, what would you say to that person? Do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that would be my first reaction. Uh, but then obviously let, let's, let's continue to be wise about it as well. Uh, so pray, as Abby mentioned earlier. Please be praying uh, whether this is the plan for you uh, and then get, get, get advice. Talk to the, the person leading your ministry or the person that you get with regularly and just ask, hey, is this something that, that you feel like I'm ready for? You know, my, my, my best guess is like if you're asking that question, it's something that you're ready for. Uh, and so, uh, you know, make sure you're getting advice, make sure everyone feels great about it, that you would do a great job and succeed and, and be able to give 
that's going to be important. Like if, if you want to come, you got to be a giver and not a taker. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be so key for everybody on the team, including us, of course. Um, and so that would be some of the big steps. And then I just say, don't let excuses get in the way. Right. Like if, if you're going to actually move and make a change, there are so many things that could stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to kind of work your way through some of these challenges to make it happen. I mean, that was the same with Abby and I, when we moved down to Arizona, right? There are so many things that could have gotten in our way, uh, but all right, no, we're just going to push through. We're going to make it happen and we're going to figure it out. You know, we might be figuring it out why we're driving down there, but we're going to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the one thing I would say is if God's kind of put it on your heart, asking the question why. Um, like, is it something that he's calling you to do? Is it something that, like, why is has God pricked your heart in that way? And um, spending time praying about it, because I think it's one of those things that God pricked our heart early. We didn't think anything of it until later. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes it's nice to just ask, okay, why? And then making the decision out of faith and not fear. Because I think we can look at these things and look at how daunting things are. Um, But I think when we take away those things and we see it through the eyes of faith, I think it can be really clear what God wants us to do. Um, And maybe that is coming to Flagstaff and we would love that. Um, But I think exploring why this has pricked your heart and the possibility of coming um, because I think it's just going to be an amazing experience, a really mm-hmm. faith building experiences. So it's going to have its share of challenges when faith is built, there's usually challenges mm-hmm. that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say is really making the decision out of yeah. faith and not fear. I'll, I'll add one more thing is if God has pricked your heart and you can sing, <laughs> you should definitely <laughs> come. You should definitely at least give me a phone Any call. Any musical talent. <laughs> That's we need that. I cannot sing more than one or two notes. That's great. That's great. The thing that inspires me about your story is that you weren't thinking about leading a church. You're thinking about, you know, we'll continue to do campus ministry. And yet God called you into that role to be a church leader. Mm-hmm. And I would almost bet that there are people right now who are thinking, you know, I'm too young or I'm not ready or I I can't do this or I'm not qualified. It was so interesting in episode 89, I just finished with, uh, recently just finished with John and Carol McGurk and they shared that before they went to the Paris planting, they basically said, once you finish two successful semesters on campus leading a a campus ministry, you were ready to lead your own church, church planting. And oh, wow. I totally agreed. You know, I, I felt like that, that really was the mindset back in the eighties and nineties. And, and yet some, something has changed over time. So what advice would you give to someone who really wants to make their life count? Uh, but, but maybe has some reservations. My first thought would be get someone in your corner. Like get someone in your corner who truly believes in you, mm-hmm. like, and listen to them strongly. Uh, I think that was a, a great 
um, piece of the puzzle for Abby and I when this was all being put together. You know, we had um, just a handful of couples and friends uh, who were like, you guys are perfect for this. You guys can totally do this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. It'll be the hardest time of your life. It'll also be maybe the most rewarding time of your life. Uh, but I think just giving that confidence to us was so needed mm-hmm. uh, because you're right. We were like, what are we doing? Like, is this, are we actually thinking of doing this? Like <laughs> we have not prepared at all. Uh, and that was, you know, some of what was going in our minds. Uh, but we had other friends just saying, no, you guys have this. Mm-hmm. God has totally picked you for this. And, and so that would be my one thought is like, make sure you have someone in your corner who's giving you the confidence that, that God actually has in you. Right. Because I think God is ready to, to use anybody who's ready to, to do something. Right. As long as we're just not standing still, God is willing and going to, to choose to use us. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter our age right yeah and I think there's just been a phrase that I've heard over and over again in so many different lessons that God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called <laughs> and so it's just this idea of like I think the people who have the humility to listen um, the desire to see souls saved um, and the desire to serve as well that God can just use that. And so I think if you're somebody who's considering, like, I really want to serve and give in ministry, I never thought I would go into ministry. <laughs> that was just not on, on, in my head. And God started just putting things in my life. And I just started, oh, okay, I can serve in this way. I can serve in this way. I can give in this way. And I think just being willing to serve, I think God starts to make those paths straight. Um, and I think he, again, he will qualify, call the, qualify the called. There we go. Messed up my, the own, that saying, but, um, and I think not being afraid of your age. And I think it can be very intimidating to be like, okay, we're, we're young. We haven't seen a lot of life yet. Um, being newly married, we don't have kids, but I think we have a lot to give because of that, because we are young, we have a lot to give. We don't have kids yet. And so we have a lot more time. Um, just even looking at like what your age allows you to do, um, and what your stage of life allows you to do and using that for God. I'm, I'm thrilled. And personally, this whole process has been so faith building to me because when I first talked to Forrest and Al and I explained to them, I said, we need to start sending younger leaders out for the not only for this city, but also for the sake of the kingdom and really inspire, you know, that, hey, younger people are ready to go and they can do it. And so when I first advertised the the opening, it was for a, a younger couple, college graduates, probably somewhere in their mid-20s, no kids. Um, and you know, it was, it was challenging to try to find that. And yet God surfaced just the right person. And there was a, there were a lot of anxious nights that I had just worrying about, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? And time is passing. And yet you guys surfaced at just the right time. And we're so decisive and eager to go once we, um, you know, had you down here and you saw the church. And so 
I'm absolutely confident that it's going to be a massive success, and I look forward to it. Look forward to sharing a little bit of the time and helping you guys get off the ground and get get soaring on your own. Where would someone contact you? If someone's listening and they're like, I'm, I'm interested, I'm, I want to find out more about that, how can they contact you? Yeah, I'd say give us a phone call. Uh, and so here, we'll even give our numbers out. Uh, <laughs> my phone number is 615-491-6267. Okay. And then I just created a um, Gmail account. So if you want to email us, it's at flagstaffchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Um, again, flagstaffchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Um, you can also email us if that's something that you feel more comfortable with. Perfect. That's great. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to be praying for you. I know many people have prayed. Listeners have donated money, thousands of dollars for this planting. And I want to give a shout out to you. Thank you so much for people like Andrew Shea, who's given money, uh, Bobby Trotter, others for this specific planting and your, thank you. your fulfillment of that. And so you're thinking about the Flagstaff planting or another planting. There's also the Hilo Hawaii planting that's going on. Man, please don't, don't hesitate and go for it. Thank you so much, Brian and Abby. I look forward to working together with you guys going forward. Thank, and you. thank you. I know it's great to be together. And I want to thank you for listening to the Rob Skinner podcast. It is great to meet together and talk about these issues, expanding the kingdom of God. And if you're enjoying this podcast, let me ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it, how to find it, how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.